All right, y'all. Good evening. What's going on? Yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre here, bringing you another episode of The Real Physician Reacts. This is our weekly live show where we talk about something that comes across my social media landscape or gets sent to me. Now, this news got sent to me, and then I started seeing rumblings here and there. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but I started seeing some posts, some retweets. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the Sheriff of Sodium. Uh, I think his name is Dr. Kamardi. I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly. I'm actually going to see if we can get him on our Medicine Monday show. Um, but we got to talk about this USMLE cheating scandal. So I want to first, obviously, especially if you are like completely like, what is even the USMLE? For those who may not know, uh, for our allopathic, uh, even some osteopathic, but definitely our allopathic physicians uh, in this country and more even those who want to practice in this country, they have to take a national set of exams to say, yes, I am competent enough to move on to the next level, aka, you know, go from, you know, first year to second year, second year to fourth year, eventually become a board certified physician, right? So these are the tests that we have to take to, to get to the point where we can call ourselves doctor at the end. Now, again, I'm an osteopathic physician, so I take a national board exam called the Comlex. Now, I do have the option. I did have the option to take the USMLE if I needed to. I did not want to because I didn't need to. Uh, so fortunately, I just went the Comlex route. But I have a lot of osteopathic colleagues who have had to take the USMLE for, you know, career purposes. Right. And that's a whole nother discussion that we can definitely touch on if y'all really want to touch on it. But let's go back right so that's that's our foundation that's what the USMLE is right so what is this cheating scandal that has unfortunately um, you know you know ruffled some feathers and you know restarted some controversy and some bias that's always been there but now it's able to kind of come to the forefront so recently and probably this was on the 31st of January USMLE issued a statement that said hey you know what we are noticing that there's some irregularities uh, with several hundred, several hundred students who took our USMLE exam that we don't think just you know got there by accident, and because of that, we are invalidating their scores. Now, what they noted now, especially on their initial statement, and I, I want to make sure I stress the initial statement was the fact that. Um, a lot of the test scores came from, uh, you know, the area of Nepal. And they said, you know what, from Nepal, we're seeing in this specific test centers, not just one, but specific test centers, we're seeing this irregularity of high test scores. And more importantly, when they got the test scores, when they got the questions wrong, every single people got the same type of questions wrong. So that kind of raised the red flags. Now, again, if you, again, first of all, I don't want to condone cheating. I do not want to condone cheating. Let me make sure I preface that in case someone like try to clip this up. I am not condoning cheating. But if you've ever cheated before in the past and you had to cheat off your friend, you had to cheat off your neighbor, you know that you're not supposed to get all of the right answers and all of the wrong answers. That should be common sense. But again, hey, like I said, I'm not condoning cheating, but I feel like if you're going to cheat, there's got to be some rules that you should have tucked away. You should have some rules tucked away like, hey, you know what? Thank you for giving me that answer. Yes, I know this answer is right because I cheated. And again, I'm not saying I cheated. But if I knew that the answer was right because I cheated, let me mark it wrong so I don't, you know, 
I don't, I don't like cause some feathers, right? But again, that's again neither here or there. So fast forward, we have irregularities noticed. Now the question I ask, and especially from looking at a lot of the articles and statements, because there wasn't you know much information, how did they even know about it in the first place? Were they tipped off? Like there was some mention that you know they're, they 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 might have gotten tipped off to say, hey, you know what? I feel like a whole bunch of people in this area are cheating. I think you should look at their tests, right? Like, was that what started it all? And then when they went to go looking, because mind you, people are taking this exam, the USMLE, uh, across the world. The reason why I say across the world is that we have uh, international foreign medical graduates, uh, international medical graduates who have to take the test who may not even be in the United States. So this isn't a test, especially the first two. This isn't a test that you have to take here in the United States. Now, there's three parts. The third part you do take here in the United States, but the first two, you can be wherever you're at during your training, and then when it comes down to it, you take it, right? So again, just so, so we understand kind of the caveat that what it is. So we have the USMLE, which is the National Board Licensing Exam, saying, hey, you know what? We're noticing that a lot of folks from this specific area here are, ch I don't wanna say cheating, but have irregularities in their tests that's gonna make us concern that they may have cheated, that we got some concerns. So in doing so, you know what we're gonna do? We're not gonna count their tests. Now, I'm, that I can understand. Like if you see some irregularities from several people, I can understand, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna count that specific test. But they took it a step further. They say, you know what? Because this remember, this is the second test. We're not gonna count that second test. And guess what? We're not gonna even count the first test. So if you did a test a year and a half ago, I'm not counting that test either. And this is this is this is this is where it starts getting tricky, because there are students who have then went through that same you know area, took in the test. They started looking at their old tests and say, hey, you know what? Some of your old tests look kind of funny too. You know what? Even though you've already passed our test, the part two, and maybe passed part one. And you might have already passed part three or about to get ready for part three. I'm going to negate that test as well. So they started sweeping across the board to say, I'm not going to count a single one of your tests until I get some more information. Now, imagine being a medical student who is on rotations here in this country now, right? Because you did your first two years. You're here in this country and you get an email, which is what happened to some people. They got an email saying, hey, I'm not counting test number one. I'm not counting test number two. Guess what? I'm not counting test number three. This is, this is the correspondence that a lot of them started getting. So, of course, there is a subsequent, essentially like a class action lawsuit. And again, I'm getting this information uh, from our sheriff of sodium uh, and, and, and others, right, that said, hey, you know what? You can't just be you know, trying to invalidate my test because I happen to come from a certain area and I happen to have, a, you know, a certain number of test questions right or wrong. Like, you can't just do that. So there's some legal battle going on as we speak. Like, as we talk and there's some legal battle going on to figure out what is going on. Now, this is the caveat. This is, and this is where I think the concern, uh, you know, has, has brought up old memories. So historically speaking, we have, you know, United States, um, you know, trained medical students 
who go through, you know, the rigors of medical school and who have to take again these same tests. And then you have the uh, foreign medical graduates who go to their medical schools and then have to come back and then take their test as well. What's always been historically uh, spoken, but may maybe not spoken loudly, but it's, it's been spoken enough, especially as an osteopathic physician, I've, I've seen it, uh, some of the discrimination, is that they say, hey, you know what? Like, why is it that they can be a foreign medical graduate or even an international medical graduate. The reason why I say international, because we have a lot of people who are citizens of this country who don't go to medical school in this country, go to medical school out the country, right? They're an international medical graduate. So why is it that they're able to do their medical school outside the country? Because you know, for those who may not know, it's a lot cheaper to do so, a lot cheaper to do so, and then come back and then potentially take my spot. This is how, you know, this is unfortunately in medicine, Unfortunately, in medicine, uh, we tend to, and I say we because I'm, I'm a part of the club, uh, we tend to operate off scarcity and assuming that, hey, if this person gets a spot, they've taken it from me, right? Hey, Nikki, Nikki says I'm in GME. Yeah. So I'm, a, and for those who know, I'm a former program director. So like I'm very t tapped into, you know, a lot of this controversy, unfortunately. So this is what happens, right? We operate from this sense of scarcity that, hey, you know, these these foreign medical graduates, these international medical graduates are taking spots away from us and we trained here and we can't find a spot. So now you have a story like this come out and now people are like, you see, I told you so. This is what you get when you don't take students from the United States. This is what you get when you don't like this is so this is kind of the unfortunately battery in the back of a lot of people who have been championing that for years saying like, no, we should have priority. We should have exclusivity when it comes to our medical spots. Now, again, now I can tell you, there are some, there are some places that will only take students who train here in the United States. They obviously, for legal reasons, they can't say it. For legal reasons, they can't say it. But when you look at their class and who they accept, it's very obvious that they don't take international medical graduates or foreign medical graduates. Very obvious, right? So you don't, you don't, you know. So you you can say it without saying it. And when you're a prospective resident or medical student trying to be a resident, you got to kind of know these things. You got to kind of know, hey, you know what? This program don't look at IMGs and FMGs. I better not. I better not even look at it, right? Oh, they, oh, DL students have it hard. Oh, yes. I'm, and mind you, I'm an osteopathic student. Uh, osteopath, I was an osteopathic program director. Like, did, like, So us as DOs, we're looking at this, right? Because guess what happens here in this country? Again, we'll do a shout out to Nikki. So we'll do a quick little, quick little segue. As an osteopathic student, I kind of mentioned earlier that some osteopathic students have to take the USMLE. The reason why they have to take it is because osteopathic students face some of that same discrimination from a lot of allopathic programs and program directors saying, hey, you're an osteopathic student. I don't know about the school you went to. I don't know about this complex thing you take. But if you don't take the USMLE, you can't get into my residency. Like this is a reality that happens as well, too. And again, like I said, legal speaking, they're never going to say it. Legally, they're never going to say it. But... When you just look at all of their residents and you're like, hold on, there's not a single DO, like not one DO student wanted to come here, right? The writing is typically on the wall. So 
this is what something that DO students have been facing, you know, within our own house, right, so to speak. Uh, but you best believe that people who are outside the house, aka people who are international medical graduates, foreign medical graduates, like they face it on a different level. So now you have this situation here where, and the numbers, right, just from a, a, a you know percentage standpoint, accounts for like less than 1% of those who took the USMLE at the time of this cheating scandal, right? Less than 1%. But you're going to have people believe and you're going to have people talk as if this is some rampant thing that we have to be worried about. Like we have to be worried about people in different parts of the country cheating and copying questions and copy. Like this is what they're going to have us, you know, those who've been waiting for something like this to happen. This is what they're going to have us believe. And I want to stress, especially for especially for those for the general public who, again, this may not even hit your radar. Because, again, the reason why it hits my radar is because I am, you know, in graduate medical education or used to be in graduate medical education. I love graduate medical education. I love teaching resident students. I just love teaching in general. So, of course, something like this comes across my social media feed. I'm going to stop, look, read. I'm like, because I'm very interested. I'm like, ooh, that's, that's kind of wild. So this may not even hit the general public's, you know, point of view. Like they may not even, like I said, they may not know about USMLE, Comlex. They may not know about FMGs, IMGs. They may not know these things. Like I'm pretty confident that this is something that this it will brush by a lot of people. But the reason why I wanted to highlight it, because especially I'm in Florida. Y'all. So when those nurses were caught cheating in Florida, you should have seen the amount of posts Oh my God, look at these nurses here. Nurses here. You can't trust the nurses. Can't trust the nurses. Right? You could, the amount of people who could not wait to dump on the whole nursing profession because a segment of nurses, you know, in the state of Florida and Texas and a couple other places, um, you know, were cheating, were, uh, you know, didn't even go to, for those may know, because I, I did a whole video on it, like they didn't even go to school. They just kind of paid to take the board exam. Like imagine a doctor who doesn't, uh, who doesn't actually go to medical school, but just pays to take the USMLE, right? Like that's what happened with the nurses thing, right? Like, so, so that's, that was their issue. Now coming back to here, right? Talking about us physicians, right? So again, so of course, something like this, I'm going to be interested in one, because I want to see what the response is going to be from the USMLE, right? Which again, is our governing body who kind of decides like, hey, take this test. This test is validated. Uh, this is the test that you need to take to go from, you know, a second year medical student to a third year medical student. There are a lot of schools who won't even let you graduate medical school, which I argue a lot about. They won't even let you graduate medical school if you don't pass part two of the the licensing exam, whether that be Comlex or USMLE, which again, I think makes no sense to me. Because if I go to medical school, I'm going to learn like what you teach me in medical school. But what I have to learn and study for for the USMLE or Comlex is different. Like they're, they're going to tell you it's not. It's different. So why am I being held captive in this medical school after all that tuition that I paid because I happen to not do well on this national board exam? Like, again, but again, neither here or there. Uh, but there's a lot of fortunate, a lot of, a lot of stories even on that. So you have this instance where you have this cheating scandal, you have people, you have USMLE, USMLE getting sued, you have medical students who are on rotation being taken out of rotation, or you have medical students, again, FMGs, IMGs, who can't even apply, 
right, to be a third year, fourth year student or even try to be in residency because their test is getting invalidated. And of course, people are like, hey, I came from there. Like, I don't want you to look at me funny. I don't want you to think that like everyone from this specific area cheats because this this is what happened. When they initially did their statement, USMLE was like, oh, you know, we found this irregularity in Nepal, right? They didn't say like other areas kind of like they're like in Nepal. So, of course, everyone from Nepal is like, hold on, I wasn't cheating. Like, I didn't get a super high score. Like, why am I included in that? Right. So you got people who have to now fight and say, like, hey, I'm not a part of that. I'm not like don't like just how my Florida nurses had to do. Hey, like, yes, I went to school down here. Do not include me with those other nurses. Right. Who did not go to school. Like, don't include me. So now you have, you know, doctors who are having to like fight back and like, you know, say, hey, hey, like, like, let's let the evidence kind of play out and, and see what happens. Now, again, is there a high likelihood that people cheated, right? Is there a high likelihood? Yeah, right? And especially, and that's why I love Sheriff of Sodium. And again, like I said, I'm actually going to try to see if we can get him on the podcast um, because he gave a nice little breakdown and say, hey, like what he thinks happened is that not only did they get pretty high scores, but again, the, the, the questions that they missed, a whole bunch of them all missed the same question. Right. So he thinks it's a high likelihood that's some cheating. Right. So, again, but again, we're not here to prosecute anyone. So I'm not here to say that. Yes, they were definitely cheating. It's just concerning if you got pretty high scores and you got the same miscorrect scores. And like it's pretty, pretty damning if that's the case. Right. But again, obviously, we'll let the, the courts and, you know, the, the, the more evidence that needs to come out, come out. I think we I think uh, one I think he's he posted something about there's some deliberation that's going on to the 19th. And then I think the 21st U.S. Assembly has to make another statement to kind of see like, hey, what are they going to do about all of these people who they just flat out said, hey, you know what? We are canceling your tests. Find another way. Right. Like so that I think that's going to be very interesting for me to see. Um, now, again, while that happens, right, while that is happening. I don't want us, right, the, especially if this really picks up steam, I don't want us in the general public to start looking at our doctors, especially our foreign medical physicians, like, like hold on, where'd you go to school? Like, where did you do? Like, I, like we, we don't need to do that because I saw y'all do that to the nurses. I saw y'all do that to the nurses. We don't need to do that. What we need to do is obviously we're going to let the facts play out. We're going to see what's going on. And then we're going to have to kind of, you know, we're, we're, something's going to have to be done because let's say they let's say it's determined. Hey, you know what? Based off your test scores, I think you cheated. Now, again, you can't unless I admit to it, which I don't think they'll admit to it. You can't 100 percent say I cheated. You got to give me another opportunity to take that test again. Now, for those who've had to take that test like myself, that's not a test that like even again, I am. In fact, it's so funny. I actually have to get ready to do recertification uh, this year, meaning that I got to take another board exam to get licensed, board certified license for another 10 years. Right. So I'm already mentally got, I mentally I'm thinking about it, but like eventually I'm going to have to start studying for it. So even though I've been out of residency for like 10 years, I couldn't just turn around and sit for the Comlex or the USMLE tomorrow. No, I need time to prepare. I would need time to study. Like I would need time to kind of get ready for it. And then what happens if I don't get the same high scores? I'm going to just sit here and blame the, hey, you know what? There's a lot of pressure. 
I know that, you know, the whole world's looking at me. Of course, I didn't get the same scores, right? That's what that would be my thing, right? So even if they have to retake their tests, like, are you going to penalize them if they don't get the same high score? They don't get the same? like, no, you can't do it because there's so many different factors at play that makes it so that you can't count it against me now because I just didn't, I, I don't do as well. Like, so again, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Honestly, I'm very interested to see, but I think it's going to be even more poignant if you are in medical education, if you're a program director, social program director, if you're a resident and you know you start getting people who want to interview at your uh, respective areas, right? It's going to be more poignant for, obviously, you're going to have some questions, right? You're going to have some questions. Hey, where did you do you know your training at? Okay. Like, are you familiar? Like, like there's going to be some questions. And again, like I said, I keep saying Nepal, but like USM Lee already stated in their subsequent statements that this has happened. This happened in several other places. Now, they didn't give it to specific places. Now, they may just be covering face because if they again, if they signal out Nepal, you know, someone might say, hey, this is discrimination, you know, which it really sounds like it is. But from their statement, they say, like, there's other places that are affected by this cheating. And folks are wondering, like, well, how could you even cheat? Well, like, what? I guess there are people who will profession, like, take the test, like, boom, I'm going to take this test. But as they're taking the test, they're essentially memorizing the test. Like, they're going in there with the intent to, like, hey, I'm going to focus on this section of questions. You focus on that section of questions. And then, like, right when they get out of the test, they're able to kind of, you know, download that information somewhere, either, you know, video or I don't know what they do. Like I said, I don't know. I don't cheat. I don't cheat. So I don't know what they do. Uh, but that's the concern that you have people in. Uh, the sheriff of Sodium, Dr. Kwani, mentioned it, uh, what he called recallers, where they just recall the tests. And, of course, if you do it enough and you have enough data to recall the tests, especially if they're not changing test questions, you know, as frequently as they should, Guess what? You can have problems arise. So that is kind of that's that's what we have to look forward to probably over the next month or so. And it's important because you're you're getting close to the time where if people need to apply for residency, they got to start applying for residency. You're getting close to the time where people need to apply to be in a uh, you know a rotation spot for the third and fourth year. It's getting that time. So it's going to be I think extremely important to see how the USMLE. How you know their the four medical uh, bodies uh, EC FMG I believe um, yeah how how they operate because like this is going to have lasting effects you know moving forward like again it's only one percent but I, I fully expect us to like really hyperbole uh, make this a hyperbolic situation where like we feel like we have to like do a whole new test regimen and how people are tested. And like, I feel like we're going to overreact so much. I feel like we're going to overreact so much to this less than 1% issue uh, that occurred in Nepal um, that is going to affect students over here in this country. So I think students over here in this country will feel the effects of something that happened in a, let's say, a testing center in a whole different country across the world. Like, I think that is going to happen because, like, I don't think we know any other way but to overreact. And in, in medical education, like, we're good at the overreaction. Like, again, I'm an osteopathic, I'm an osteopathic uh, physician. 
and we merged. We merged uh, within the past decade, right? So as far as USMLE Comlex, like there's one licensing system. There was a lot of overreaction and there's still a lot of overreaction because of this licensing system that's went from two bodies to one. So like the fact that I saw us overreact and just trying to combine our system of licensing, I can't even imagine the overreaction that's going to occur with that. Like I can't even like it's going to be wild. It's going to be very interesting to see there. Right. So, again, we're not going to talk our heads off about, you know, cheating. Right. It's, a, it's like I said, it's a Thursday evening. Hope you guys are getting ready for the weekend. You know, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. You know, you know if you got flowers or you're supposed to get flowers or you, you, you dreamed of flowers, hope you got them. Hope you got whatever love that you were looking for. Again, I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I appreciate everyone for joining tonight's live.